Hello, and welcome back to the Electric Punch Podcast. As always, I am your host, Logan Grigsby, and we are going to have an electrifying show for you tonight. Tonight, Today, I have the honor of welcoming on Christina Livingston, manager and co-producer of Reconnection, and Laura Lockton, yoga teacher, fire dancer, uh, and co-founder of Reconnection Music Festival. Hi, how's it going? Hello. It's great to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yes, absolutely. Thank you guys for taking the time to come on. I really appreciate it. And today we are going to be talking about uh, the Reconnection Music and Arts Festivals, which is four days and nights of music, uh, yoga, aerial and performing arts, live, vision, live visionary arts, and more. Reconnection will be happening from Thursday, June 8th and ending Sunday, June, J- July 11th. June. June 11th. (laughs) It is about 45 minutes outside of St. Louis at Astral Valley Park and is going to be be an absolute blast when reconnection will also have a pre-party on june 7th as well as a pre-connection pre-party what date oh sorry june (laughs) may 19th no the uh the pre-party, the pre-party is May 19th, this Friday. This uh, Yes. Yes. Um, uh, at Re- Reconnection, we'll be seeing the Floozies, uh, Wookie Foot, Daily Bread, and so many more playing at the festival throughout the weekend. Um, so, yeah, again, thank you guys for taking the time to come on. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. So before we get started, I always talk to, to like to talk a little bit about ba- your uh, background. Um, so and what kind of led you to starting a festival? Uh, can we get a little bit of history uh, history lesson of what first started and what got what kind of gave you guys the idea of starting a festival in the first place? Well, <laughs> um, it's been a long time. Um, I'm Laura. I've been producing festivals since 2007. They started out small um, on a property that I had in the Ozarks. And I started producing an Earth Day celebration and then other conscious festivals from there. And eventually in 2014, I felt like we had outgrown that space and I wanted to... um, to move to a different place and rebrand and make it something bigger and better. And so I took a couple of years off and really thought about the business plan and the intention behind it and how to make that really happen. And so that's when we started reconnection in 2017 was out of that background. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So did you want to say something? Oh, yeah, I can chime in, too. Yeah, I've, I've actually been um, doing events for a long time as well. I wasn't putting them together, but I definitely helped out a lot. Um, I'm out of the Dallas area, and so most of my background was uh, in Texas events. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of volunteering and um, side, ops work, side ops work to just gain experience on how a festival should be put together. Because I knew one day I would want to kind of be in this position and help out in this in this position and so it was really important for me to you know gather best practices from as many different events as i could go to to be able to step into a position like this and really kind of have a grip on you know what what it should look like absolutely absolutely i think that's actually a really important point is that a lot of um, learning about how to produce a festival is really ground hands on on the ground Mm -hmm. just being there and doing it and um yeah it wasn't really like 
a decision to make it happen as much as like this is where life led this is yeah (laughs) this is you know something clicks one day you're like okay this is what i want to (laughs) do and let's just keep working towards that goal absolutely yeah so um you said you were kind of in the ozarks you said you're from texas where do you guys where are you guys from originally um obviously reconnections a little bit out of st louis but yeah where where are you guys kind of based out of where you guys from originally and kind of what 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 brought you here yeah i'm from kansas city originally (laughs) And so this is my home base where I grew up and I love Kansas City. I love the community here. Um, And I traveled around the world when I was in my early 20s. Um, And and then I owned the River Resort in the Ozarks. And um, at some point I felt like we had reached our potential there Mm -hmm. where we just really we we were at a standstill like we couldn't grow any farther at the place that we were at and i also felt like i wanted to bring conscious events because that's what i was doing down there conscious events to this community because kansas city and uh the midwest in general didn't really have any kind of like conscious music festivals happening. I can, I can can agree with that. Yeah. And I was seeing them happen in other places around the world. Um, but I just really wanted to bring it here. And so I sold that property that I had down there and I moved up here and we did have our first couple of reconnections here outside of Kansas city. Mm -hmm. And we still have local events here and a smaller festival in the fall that we have here. Um, but in 2020, um, we we were not able to rebook our venue, and you know mm-hmm. everything happened in 2020, and we had to reschedule. Absolutely. And at first, it was like, oh, this is terrible. And but then we found very, Astral Valley, very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the universe always has a way of yeah. kind of closing a window to open a well, door. And, mm-hmm. and we were trying to reschedule to 2021, and um, one of our headliners agents said, we really would rather reschedule to fall. Can you, do you have other contacts with venues? And I knew the owner of Astral Valley. I'd actually known her from my river resort in the Ozarks. She had brought her giant puppet troop there um, for the first time that they brought their giant puppet troops out. And then they ended up going to Wakarusa and Mulberry Mountain Harvest Fest. And then she bought this property outside St. Louis, Astral Valley. And so I called her and we knew each other well enough that in an hour conversation, she was willing to have us move our festival there. And I'm so grateful because it is such a beautiful venue. It's there's crystals all over the ground and spring fed creeks (laughs) and a giant stage. And it's just, yeah, it's like the best that we could ask for of like a venue in general. So yeah, our home base is here. And we have our festival in St. Louis now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I actually, um, I came up here in 2017 Mm -hmm. and I had never, you know, I spent 32 years in in the Dallas area, so I hadn't really moved away too much. I traveled a lot, but um, it it was kind of hard to find my, my footing um, working with so many events down in Texas. I, I just knew I wanted to find something when I moved up here. I remember when we re- met around the campfire <laughs> yeah. in 2018 at right the first reconnection camp out. Yep. Said, I finally found my people. Yep. Yep. It, <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was meant to happen because as soon as I 
uh, I went to that first really small event. Um, I, I, something just clicked and, um, I felt at home. And so I started volunteering with reconnection a little bit more Absolutely. to get to know the community. Of, I feel like a lot of people do have that mm-hmm. happen where they go to one event or thing or one event or festival and it just really connects in their show and they feel drawn to it. immediately. Yeah. yeah I was drawn to it. So yeah, I was, I was lucky enough to kind of earn my keep, I guess. <laughs> I feel like you had proved my worth some experience and a lot of motivation and yeah, I had a need for help in yeah. 2020 and, and it fit you filled in. Yeah. And yeah. It's been great ever yeah. since. So what got you guys really introduced to electronic dance music and what, what were some of the first concerts? Like who were some of the first people that you saw? on So so I actually, um, the first time I ever, ever even saw a festival, my parents had those Woodstock VHS tapes and I was probably like seven or eight. And I just remember staring at the TV going, this is what life should be. You know, Mm -hmm. it just, it's, it's all, (laughs) it just hit. At a very young age, my mom was like the Leslie Nopes of my mm-hmm. hometown. She was head of Parks and Rec, and so I would help with a lot of different events in in, in my hometown as well. So it was something that always just kind of clicked. Oh, yeah. um, but music in general, I mean, I grew up in a huge music household. We all had to learn an instrument, and uh, it wasn't a had to; we wanted to. Um, and then <clears throat> I don't know, electronic dance music, man, Prodigy. And Prodigy came out. That just that just changed my life. Age. It does change. It does show my age. But when, man, when Prodigy came out, I was still pretty young. And you know, I'm I'm part of that younger rave culture, mm-hmm. and so I got introduced at a pretty young age. Um, but it was at the same time I was really into hip hop. So I didn't really do EDM festivals until my 20s. Um, I did mostly hip hop shows when I was. Well, younger. I think that's yeah. how a good amount of people kind of work they went their way into it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a really interesting question for me because um, in high school, I did have friends that were producing mm-hmm. electronic dance events. And then when I had the River Resort in the Ozarks, there was almost no EDM. Yeah. <laughs> I can it was imagine. like all bluegrass and jam bands. And we had like one DJ that we hired <laughs> for every event. <laughs> um, and then, um, but then like in the like mid 2010s electronic dance music really transformed a lot mm, absolutely mm-hmm. and there's so many different genres now and there's so much interesting stuff going on um that i really fell in love with it at that point yeah um the fact that like one person can learn all of these different instruments and produce a, a, an entire album on their own is super cool and I feel like and it like reignited have, at that time too. Yeah. There was something that just changed in music and I, the bass culture really came out during that time. And it just, it reignited like my fire. And there's just so many different types get back of into it. EDM that people mm-hmm. can listen to depending oh, on what they're interested Don't in now. Sp- it's a really deep, cool. Super deep it's, space space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my kind of thing. <laughs> but Double yeah, deep it's, space it's been space. a really cool evolution to watch. Yeah, for sure. And so Absolutely. it's interesting too because people sometimes um, will classify our festival as an EDM festival, and then we're like, "Well, but we have like reggae and <laughs> we have Mike Love, <laughs> we have Ayla Nero. Like none of them are EDM at all." Um, yeah, but but yeah. we do have that too. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, and so many different genres of it. Yeah. <laughs> 
for sure. So what really inspired you and made you say, I want to be a part of this. I want to do more and make music kind of my career in life. I, like I said, it was something that was just kind of ingrained in my soul at a very young age. And it was like, okay, so, you know, one of the things that inspires me, I'm, I'm surrounded by all this talent all the time. I've got these amazing creators, vendors, performers just everywhere that are constantly creating and constantly moving their body and and wanting to inspire. And for me, it was, okay, what am I really good at and how do I contribute? Um, Because it was never about like what inspired me to be in this field. I've always wanted it. It was Mm -hmm. just, how do I fit personally? And so I spent a lot of my time in business management and hospitality uh, as mm-hmm. my career for like 25 years. And so, um, you know, that's kind of what I go to and that's kind of mm-hmm. how I contribute in this, you know, in this, yeah. this whole. Yeah. For me, I, I don't know if it was actually the music industry specifically. Um, I think it was the gatherings of people mm-hmm. and the community that it creates that drew me to it. Um, so, and I still, to this day, I'm not very interested in producing events that are just music. Like for mm-hmm. me, the music is a thing that draws people together. Absolutely. Where we can create these conscious events with all the other things that are involved in it. Um, the, the performing arts and the workshops and all the things. And the music is something that draws people to it mm-hmm. um, and makes it, you know, a lot more exciting and fun event than if you were just going to go to like a yoga retreat. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but people still get that meaningful experience out of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So what were some of the first shows dash events that you guys have been involved in putting together or just involved in, yeah, putting on and what besides your reconnection project, what would you say throughout your career are you most proud of? So (laughs) the the first event that I put on was uh, with my high school as a senior project, I curated an art event (laughs) and then, and we had, you know, the gallery opening. I usually hear kegger, not art night. So way more classy. (laughs) (laughs) And then in my college, I had the opportunity to join a curators club Mm -hmm. that we actually got college credits for, which is super cool. Um, and we met and we put on several art shows and then they actually funded this big event that was the first, um, larger event that I had done where we got to rent out a mansion that had multiple rooms. They paid for an open bar, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we had the, the college students artwork in all the rooms. And then it had this big open room where we had culinary arts. Like we literally had a cook there and we had martial arts and, uh, performing arts, different dance groups that were a part of the school. And it was really successful. And uh, several of the artists who were just students mm-hmm. sold their works there. And uh, tons of people were seen and really, really enjoyed the event. And Absolutely. to me, that was a super meaningful, like beginning to event production um, that I feel like has carried on with me. <laughs> so that Absolutely. was way back then. That sounds like a way cooler <laughs> event than I can 
professional like chefs like art yeah like, it was super uh, cool that is i don't know why i haven't seen more stuff like this in kansas city yeah i don't know i'm still blown away that my college paid for it but. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real trick and and did you have any shows that kind of stand out in your mind that like really you're you're really proud of being a part of i mean uh, so oh, so many of them <laughs> I, yeah right i uh, but i didn't have like a big role in a lot of them but just you know there was one year there's one year that always stands out to me where i just really felt like i was on top of the world it was 2016 and good year last good one <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it was right before i left uh texas it was my last year there and i did 12 different festivals and I was helping with a nonprofit, and we were putting on shows to feed the homeless. Oh, and it was pretty cause. dope. Yeah. And um, I was running um, a multi-million dollar restaurant. Oh. And I was traveling all over, and I think I did five, maybe six new store openings that would pull me out of the store like a week at a time. And it was just one of those years where it was like, one after another, but it just, it kept me busy and driven. And it was, it was just a big accomplishment to be able to, to do all that, to do all that and be <laughs> successful at it. Like I really felt like to be able to keep man time management. And, and I was, and I was also a single too. mom at the time, mm -hmm. you know, um, a lot to juggle. That's a lot. Work, yeah. Life, social, and so life. it was, um, yeah, it was just one of those years where we're like, okay, I can, I can do this, you know? It takes so. a very special person to do that. I cry about working four hours a day at the Holiday Inn. So yeah. it really takes yeah. a special type of person. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Reconnection Festival itself. How many years have you been doing this for? What or what year Reconnection is this? Um, well. Okay, so <laughs> we founded in the fall of 2017. Mm -hmm. Our first festival was the fall of 2018. But we've had this will be the fifth festival because Ooh, we had to take it's kind of special we had to take halfway, to, halfway to ten. Yeah. Oh right. my gosh, this is number five. <gasps> it is. It is. Gotten, you know that means it's gonna, gonna be a <laughs> Lucky good one. Number five. So comparing yeah. it to your it first yeah. year festival, how how have you seen it grow over the last five years and change? How much bigger and better and how much more energy? I'm sure I see that you guys have over 120 workshops this year. How many in the first year do you think you had? Oh man. Okay. Yeah, so three, back, four, three yeah. four stages this year. How compare, I guess, that too? How many stages yeah, you had I think your first when year? When I was in the Ozarks, we would have about 40 workshops and two stages and like a campfire area. And then um, when we rebranded and became Reconnection, I think we had about 60 workshops and two stages and a campfire area. And so now, yeah, it's become a lot of workshops. <laughs> um, and also talking about growth. The attendance. The attendance has yep. doubled, has nearly doubled every year, which is amazing. Oh, it is amazing. To see. Yeah. So it started out as about 600 people the first year. Mm -hmm. And then it was um, a little over a thousand. And then... Uh, 2,000, yeah. 3,000. Yeah. 3, <laughs> yeah. We're looking at about 5,000 or so this year. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Glad to see that it really is getting that <laughs> explosive, explosive growth. It's got to be 
a really good feeling like for the heart and everything kind of seeing i guess your baby growing like that um it's a lot of work and it feels great (laughs) absolutely i love seeing the community grow that's the thing for me is that people are invested in themselves because i feel like when you come to one of our events that's what you're getting you're getting um you're getting more than just the music like she said before it's you know time to really uh, dive down into all the different workshops and we've got something for everybody. And so, you know, I've always wanted to learn how to, you know, do this certain type of yoga or I've always, you know, but I've well, never. And, and seeing so many people coming together, wanting to create it together and yeah. what all the things that they have to offer has been amazing yeah. over the years. Just, um, it's, yeah, it's, uh, you have so many people wanting to be a part of it. it I wish they could all be a part every year and yeah, um for sure. Can't always be the case. But yeah, but I'm I'm super grateful to see how many people everyone, are trying to be, how many people have come together to create out. this. You know, it's not just us. It's, it's an awesome yes, feeling. We spend a ton of hours every week doing this, but there's so many other people involved in Absolutely. it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So the music industry is obviously a very expensive industry to get into. How much <laughs> of a financial investment is running a music festival and starting a, a music <laughs> festival? And I asked this a little bit earlier for my last guest. Obviously, you could have a festival at any price, I've been told. You can have. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's not going to be safe. You're not going to have anything. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously. Oh, well, yeah. There um, is- how how have you kind of felt that and what sort of challenges have you (laughs) have you seen from from obviously probably the more challenging side of running a a business Uh, it is a really big investment in time especially and also money it takes a lot of resources to gather a large number of people and especially to be safe about it and um I just got to say one of my biggest pet peeves is when people promise out money that they don't have. We've seen this happen over and over again in this industry. And it's really sad that people get people to drive for hours and hours and put their resources into something and then can't back it up. Absolutely. So um, I would say that, you know, producing a music festival is an awesome and amazing thing. And also it does take resources for Absolutely. people who are thinking about it. Definitely think about it and make, make sure you have you the know, backing make sure that you can that you take care of the people, people that are participating yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether you sell the tickets or not, because to be honest, you'd never know if you're going to sell the tickets Absolutely. until probably the week before. The week off is, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I wish people would buy tickets ahead of time, but they don't. <laughs> Very spur of the moment ticket, ticket buyer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So depends on what size of event, um, but it's going to take, you know, anywhere from. 20,000 to 500,000, maybe some of them are a million dollars. So, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, my next question would be who or what came up? Who, what, how did the name Reconnection come about? Hmm. And what does that na- name hmm. now mean to you? Um, okay. So, Reconnection is a uh, homophone, hom- homophone and a portmanteau. Mm. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a nerd. Uh, so it's That's a good a, thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is a word that is made up of other words that 
um, that sounds like another word. (laughs) (laughs) And so it sounds like reconnection and connecting is a big part of it, whether it be connecting to other people, connecting to yourself, connecting your mind, body, and spirit. Um, I always and then, thought of it kind of connecting back to the earth. I thought it, back to at the one earth. point was in the springtime, so it was kind of a get yeah. back to it. The spring, yes. That is, we love doing the event in the spring because of that, too. And then um, the other part of it is that we spell it with a K in it because of kinetic is the other word that it's a part mm-hmm. of because we really believe in body movement, whether that be yoga or tai chi or performing arts or just dancing with your friends. Mm-hmm. I think that's just actually the very first thing that I brought up to body. you when we met. I was like, reconnection, like kinetic energy. <laughs> yes, it is. It's, it's kinetic. Just, I get it. Just, I love it. <laughs> we just recognize how important moving your body is um, to your overall well-being. And that's a big part of yeah. our mission. So, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but we have a definition too that I'd like to share. Absolutely, yeah. um, we've actually yeah. defined it. What is reconnection? It's a collaboration of guides, performers, musicians, and artists conspiring to inspire greatness. It is also an active manifestation of one's creative, empowered self, and it's the reestablishment of the relationship between mind, body, and spirit. Love it. Love so that's it. That's the definition. Reconnection. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you just got that memorized. You don't got to like read that off a phone or something. It feels a lot better that you do actually have that memorized and you got that committed to heart. Um, it is what I live. Okay. So <laughs> I heard this quote was doing one of my finals a couple weeks ago for a marketing class. And it said, a great artist cannot be successful without either being a great salesperson or knowing a great salesperson. How, how do you feel about that quote? Oh, yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think art can speak for itself, um, but there's also a sales part of it for Mm -hmm. sure. I mean, you have to put yourself out there, you know. Absolutely. Network, talk, communicate with people. Um, I do believe you could have the best music in the world, but if you can't get it out there and share it with with people and actually put it out there, it's just going to sit sit on a sad sad corner of SoundCloud. Yeah, Um, which is one of the reasons that we have our event is so that people have the opportunity to put their, their art out there. Absolutely. Um, I love, and love and admire that a safe space to get it out to the public. Um, I think also, yeah, knowing people is helpful. <laughs> it's a, yeah, that's kind of one of the biggest things is getting out in the community out, yeah. in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Putting yourself <laughs> out there, you know, you can create all you want, but if you don't, have the confidence to, to go and show put it yourself out the there world, then put it yeah. out there yep yeah okay so let's talk a little bit about the festival itself so if you describe your festival in one sentence what do you think that sentence would be i look at it as a transformational breath of fresh air ooh i like that i like that i like that that's that's my <laughs> Yeah, I like that a lot. That's beautiful. I just it's just all encompassing when mm-hmm. when you are actually on the grounds. There's just there's something so special between you know whether it be day or night, looking at the sky, being in the water. Um, it, it's a great place to ground, and um, the oh man, the weather, the weather, man. It's uh, it, it it's really. 
I think though that like no matter what you choose to do there, whether you spend your time mostly just going to the to see the music and spend your time at the stages, or if you spend your time mostly going to workshops, or if you spend your time mostly at your camp and meeting people in the community, mm-hmm. um, we're just we're we're really trying to create a transformational event that changes Absolutely. people's lives and um, the the best feedback that we've gotten that has kept us going literally for real has kept us going over the years is that it has changed people's lives. Just hearing that over and over again Mm -hmm. is um, the thing that motivates us to Mm -hmm. keep putting the time and, and the money like we talked about (laughs) into it. (laughs) For sure. So how would you, obviously a lot of festivals go for a vibe, be it a, heavy heavy wizard of oz vibe or a heavy knights <laughs> knights vibe or a heavy whatever theme vibe how your guys' theme seem a lot more chilled back laid back and cool and comfortable so i think we have all the vibes. so she's the chill laid back and i'm the heavy weirdo over here so we get we have a really good balance, balance. so how would you describe the, the vibe of the, so, the vibe of the festival itself okay, so one thing i love so much about the property is that there's all these different spaces that we can activate Mm -hmm. it's not just one big area that's all connected there's different areas that you can travel to so that we can have a really family friendly area absolutely that shuts down early in the evening so families can come and we can have the healing arts area that is quiet all day long so they can have their sound healings and their yeah their wellness workshops their, their bonfire jams and then we have the late night stage that goes until 7 a.m. <laughs> so we really want to create something a different for everything, atmosphere, everybody. every area you go into. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, that's just something that I'm so happy about Astral Valley is that we really do have all these different spaces that mm-hmm. we can create um, so many different vibes. <laughs> really gave you a great place to portray and give out all that energy i like that a lot and then we all meet up at the main stage on like friday and saturday night and we're all and we get to reconnect and everything that we all we <laughs> gathered throughout the yeah. our different spaces absolutely. you know and we get to come together and reconnect absolutely so if you invited a friend who had never experienced EDM or festival culture or wookery. Um, <laughs> what kind? What would you kind of tell them to expect from your music festivals? Say just a regular average Joe, maybe even a Karen. What would you tell them <laughs> to expect from your festival? Um, I would. I would first say come with an open mind because you're going to see things you've never seen before. <laughs> yes. And just remember that there's no judgment, and mm-hmm. the people aren't here to judge you. They're having their own experience, Absolutely. and so just make sure that you leave that at the door because this is a free, open space, and it's a safe space. And um, come with an open mind. Go to a workshop. Go to a workshop. Stay up late one night and go go see if you can lose yourself in the crowd. Um, I think you know? also that. Um, like we were talking about before, that you can create your own festival experience there. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. we're really trying to make it possible for people to have all different kinds of experiences mm-hmm. there. So 
Yeah. Um, we keep it family friendly and safe all the time. Yep. Uh, our families are there. <laughs> we're, we're working moms and our kids <laughs> are there. They're and they're working with us, Karen, to be honest. It is really beautifully put how, how you put that. Yeah. And I, I'm glad that you only you back that up with the fact that it is a family place and you do bring your own families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there's a place to go where people can let loose and party, too, if that's what they want to do. Yep. Totally. Yep. So from over 120 workshops, food, art, merch merch vendors, I believe four stages playing kick-ass music all night. What all type of events and activities uh, should people expect to watch or even participate in? A lot of types. A lot of types. Okay, let's start with a little bit of the workshops first. Obviously, I've heard yoga, uh, meditation. Transformational breath work is a big one. Yeah, transformational breath work is one of our, like, focuses that's on saturday um, morning that's I'm, really I'm guessing flow arts and flow art classes we have over we have like 45 performing arts classes between aerial flow arts and dance workshops this year so it's kind of like a flow fest within a music festival absolutely absolutely <laughs> and then we have a few music ones there's like an ableton workshop happening and a couple of different instrument workshops yep there's visual arts there's painting and um, wire wrapping and yeah. um, glass so, blowing yeah, and glass blowing, a bunch of different visual arts. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a, there's a few sustainability workshops. There's a workshop where you can go swim in the river. <laughs> yeah, during the workshop, there's foraging. <laughs> Really? So you can go, yeah, yeah. Learn so what I plants learn you can eat. What type of mushrooms I can can eat? There's, a, there's also a mushroom workshop. There's a mushroom workshop. Yeah. Yeah. my mushrooms. Yeah, there's a mushroom <laughs> workshop. Yep, there's all sorts of. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. It sounds like you have a really big diversity from anybody who's trying to get active and do learn something like that to people who are just trying to chill, learn a little bit about nature. Transformative breathing does sound awesome. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I worry I have sleep apnea. I've been told I snore really loud. So I would like to learn how to better that. Uh, so what? Uh, do you know a little bit about your food vendors? I'm a little bit of a foodie myself. Do you have any uh, particular oh, food yeah. trucks or food vendors you're looking, looking forward well, to? We've got some of our favorite Kansas City cheesy friends that oh, are going to be there. Street. Good old cheesy street. Yeah, Gotta that's give them actually, a little special shout a, out. And when you talk about <laughs> really curating an event um, to where you ha- have like the workshops happening at the right times and the music is all in the right order. And then you also, the vendors are a really important part of that too, right? So you want Absolutely. like a really good variety of vendors and food. We all have to eat every day. And for me, having awesome, unique. Healthy. Food vendors yeah. is a really great part of a festival because you can go and find foods that you can't find anywhere Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like that's Cheesy why I do Street love has festivals, amazing like grilled cheese and mac and cheeses that you wouldn't expect. And then Nacho, Nacho Ordinary Taco. <laughs> Nacho. <laughs> that's the best tacos. That's the best tacos ever. Um, <laughs> I have people like ask me still like, who was that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to park them right outside my house. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's got to be life. Okay, so could you give my listeners a brief rundown on what flow art, specifically aerial and fire dancing, is? What it is? Yes, just kind of the concept. Obviously, (laughs) maybe playing a little bit with fire, but what what is that? Um, so. 
yeah, it's it's fire performing. It has its roots in a lot of tribal communities, mm-hmm. um, especially like the Polynesian communities mm-hmm. were very into it. Um, but it happened in other places in the world too. And it's become really popular here in the last probably 10 years. Um, and I, I love it. Uh, personally, I'm an aerialist and fire performer. Mm -hmm. And when my friends back in like 2015, 2016 were telling me that I should start performing with them, I was like, Oh, I don't know if I care about being up on stage. I don't have time for that blah 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 and then when i really started doing it i found that it had so many more benefits health beyond benefits staying so active yeah like health that benefits mental benefits i mean we have people that are we in should, our troop you should mention the first time that, you performed <laughs> yeah we have people okay <laughs> we have people in our troop that used to have super high anxiety and had panic attacks every day and they started doing aerial and they were able to control that and they in a matter of a year like completely got rid of these panic attacks that they were having. We've had people who were really depressed and um, and in dark places in their life, and they started dancing and doing flow arts and aerial, and they pulled themselves out of that and found um, not only a community, but also a practice that was very healthy for their body and their mind. And so that is why I love the flow arts, and it's a big, big part of it. Also, because I started when right after I got divorced, I was in the darkest state of my life and I was very unhealthy, the least healthy I've ever been. I had pain every day. And um, and then that was when my friends convinced me to start practicing. And um, and then they got me up on stage not very long after up at Astral Valley, which is like 80 foot wide 50 foot deep stage it's a huge stage and there was 2500 people watching mm-hmm. for my first aerial performance ever and you were given how many weeks to figure it out <laughs> six weeks six weeks from when i from when i got on the lira but i went and i i practiced every morning and every night for those six weeks and then mm-hmm. and i told them if i'm not good enough just tell me it's fine i'm not going to be upset and after five weeks they said you're killing it you should do this. You should go up on stage with us. And I did it. And it was the most amazing feeling just to be able to pull myself out of that funk that I was in and have uh, uh, some motivation Absolutely. that was that, something to do that would make me happy and healthy again. Mm-hmm. And that's really like the root of reconnection is it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be aerial it could, or yoga. It could be music. It could be art. It could be anything really like find your passion find what it is that makes you happy and healthy and do it and that's that's why we do it we want to turn people on to finding those things and doing them i have one more thing to add okay (laughs) so you know going to all these festivals and seeing all these people play with hoops and just you know whatever they were whatever flow prop they had poi just you know watching it from afar and being in awe of the beauty because it really is a beautiful I flow. My uh, first yeah. finger glove dance. Yeah, right. Like, right. What is this? Yeah, this is <laughs> what amazing. Are you doing? Yeah. yeah. So watching that and and not really knowing what fit for me, mm-hmm. um, uh, it was really important to just continue to pick up different props until I found something that felt comfortable. Absolutely. And it might have taken me years 
to finally figure it out, but I did. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, you know, I don't practice as much as I would like to, but I still feel the most comfortable with, you know, a dragon staff. And it's something that I wouldn't have picked up if I hadn't have been around all of these people that had all of these different props. And so one of our workshops that we have at the festival is called find your flow shop, play shop, Mm -hmm. find your flow prop, play shop. Jeez. (laughs) And it's going like, we have so many of the reconnection performers that come and and Trying teach to give this. you a little heads and up and there are there are a plethora right of flow props that you can pick from and they will show you how how to professionally to, do and give you a hands-on i think like anybody out there that is you know curious to to learn more or like oh flow wasn't for me because i didn't like poi or i always hit myself in the head uh, we all do when we start still yeah <laughs> like one of the just just keep trying because if you see it and you you feel like maybe there's something out there for me that's going to be probably one of the best workshops to go to if you're curious at all or want to continue um down the path of finding your flow absolutely yeah. absolutely like, like, like you guys said, there literally are so many, so many different options just because poi doesn't work for one person doesn't mean right. something else won't work for them. Right. Yeah. So I definitely do, like, keep trying. Most of the flow arts and aerial. And like I said, I can't, I, I'm not good at hooping. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. feel that. I don't think I can keep a hula hoop up for the life <laughs> yeah. of me. Yeah. Okay. So can you tell me a little bit about the festival grounds themselves? Astral Valley. How, about how big is it? I have not had the chance to so attend a reconnection yet. 240, 240 acres. 240 acres. Yep. And it's in, um, it's like at the edge of the Missouri Ozarks, about Mm -hmm. 45 minutes outside of St. Louis. Okay. Um, So I'm guessing very foresty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's close to the city, but far enough away that it is out pretty much in the wilderness. And, um, it's a valley. The main stage is in a valley. That's beautiful. They have spring, spring fed creeks there. There's crystals all over the ground. Um, there's swimming holes. There's multiple different campgrounds and spaces. Um, oh, yeah. that sounds and beautiful. The only elevated area that we have is the Stargazer camping, um, mm-hmm. which is where we have the late night stage. And okay. so you can go up there and, and just check out the stars all night because it's, it's such a beautiful view. Yeah. You can see like, the valley and see yeah. long distance from there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's beautiful. So being in a valley, I'm guessing no Wi-Fi, but I did see a post recently talking about the Wi-Fi possibility potentially. Yeah, so at the late night stage is the only place that you can get cell phone service and pretty much everyone gets it reliably there. So if anyone needs to, they can go up there. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we do have the festival Wi-Fi guys, we're really excited to be adding them this year. Um, And so that's going to make it easier for people to stay connected um nothing, stay nothing online worse than losing your friend who doesn't know where they're at <laughs> trying to find them with no cell phone yeah, service for sure yeah. but also help with or trying vendors. to buy yeah, yeah. buy, buy it, something buy you see yeah. an art piece that you fell in love with and they can't take electronic payments that's that sucks <laughs> yeah. so mm-hmm. it's a yep. good good addition we're really Absolutely. excited about so you guys have four different stages. Is each stage going to have a different vibe? And you, can you kind of talk about in length what each st- tr- stage is and what makes them different and stand out from the other ones? Yeah, sure. Um, 
gratitude stage. So the gratitude stage is the main stage and it is the stage that is built at Astro Valley and it's amazing. It's an 80 foot wide by 50 foot deep stage, um, which is very big. We can put tons of amazing production. We make it really artistic. Um, We have deco and LED wall and lights and all the things. Got some Kansas City locals that are that are actually uh, helping doing the stage lab productions. GT Uh, GT lasers, lasers. we love our GT (laughs) lasers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And um, so that one is all music. And then we have the second stage, which we change every year, and we really like changing it to provide a different experience every year. So this year it's going to be the illuminated jungle stage, um, which our friends from Colorado are bringing in. Yeah. We've worked with uh, we've worked with them before um, for yeah, other stages, times. and so it's really excited to see what they're curating this time. Because absolutely, it's, uh, it's with a stage name like that. Obviously, yeah. it's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be plants and lights yeah. all lit up. <laughs> yeah, but that stage also has um, a lot of workshops during the day, mm-hmm. and so you're going to get music and you know yoga and um, yeah, a lot of movement off between yeah. movement workshops. Like yoga and tai chi and dance workshops. Absolutely. And music. Yeah. Um, and then late night stage, tribal root stage. Where low temp's playing. Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are our buddies out of Wichita. And they are bringing more this year than they have before. We're going to have some pyro up there. Pyrotechnics. Yep. They've, got a, um, they they've have, got a new stage. That they have one of the best sound systems in the country is yep. what everyone Element all over keeps telling yeah. us. <laughs> they, oh, I believe them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're great people too. <laughs> they're, great they're, to work with. They really are. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's the late night stage. And then we have <laughs> the bonfire jams and bonfire jams is a whole different kind of vibe. Um, you know, it, it kind of starts off pretty late at night. Mm-hmm. You know, you can either go. Well, we, the have some, we have some workshops and music happening there during the day, but then at night we have hours of individual singer songwriters yeah. and and then um, open jams and open jams and happening. So people can there. bring their their drums or any kind of percussion instruments or their guitar and just kind of chime in, and it turns into this big song circle yeah. vibe. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay. So can you tell me about some acts, performances, or uh, workshops that you guys are personally excited to see? Um, well, when it comes to acts, <laughs> so I've been a, I've been a enthusiast uh, <laughs> for oh, yeah. what year is this? So 11 years. And I've, um, yeah. Kansas City friends. For can, sure. Yeah. Then they've Flusies become friends and funk, low really excited about them. And um, yeah, we've got a, a bunch of, of Kansas City local um, locals uh, that are going to be coming out, you know, my co Morgan on the girls and Sonic love collective. Like there's just, there's huge Kansas City representation. Um, I'm also really excited. I mean, I'm personally really excited about Daily Bread. You know, it's my it's yeah. another one for Daily me. Bread's Moon Tricks kind of is going to be blown up this year. Yeah, a lot would, of people are. I'd like to about remind him. my audience: I do have several episodes with people, Kansas City people, playing at Reconnection. Nice. So if you're interested in some of those names, Low Temp, Myco, they go back, look back. I got, I got you. I got information. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm the also community is really excited about Ilanero. 
Yeah, a lot of people are really excited about Ayla Nero. She's a Mm -hmm. totally different genre than EDM. Um, Well, kind of. She has produced a lot with the Polish ambassador, who is known to be an EDM musician. But she's sung a lot of tracks on on his um, music. And she's amazing. People are very excited about that. Wookie Foot, I'm always excited about. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, one of the things I love is finding new music that (laughs) is... Um, unique and coming up and so we have um, like Balkan Bump and Vincent Antone are two that have really been gaining traction this year that we've fallen in love with Um, Saki we've never had Spectacle is coming from Colorado headlining on Wednesday Um, and they've done a lot of collabs with some really well-known musicians so Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to see what they bring um and then, and then yeah. we've got some people from kind of a little bit further out like Rafiki's gonna come in he's he well, does a lot of stuff on the east from coast New Zealand. an opio well hello there you go <laughs> so, <laughs> very yeah. excited about Coming his, his from set all over the world <laughs> we've got something fun cooking up for uh performance wise for the opio oh, yeah. set as well we do. yeah. we've been talking to him about performing artists and he's really down to have something cool happen on stage well, yeah. it's good to have the 411 for that yeah. it's good to have the for that. Yeah. okay so i would like to remind my audience that reconnection is obviously in the summer it is probably going to be hot correct mm. not too bad <laughs> we'll see it's i mean it it's i'm ha- i'm thinking like mid 80s mid 80s is going to be the hottest what we're packing packing for That's this what, what do you yes. guys think are some absolute essentials that everyone should bring how A should people reusable dress? water bottle and yes. any kind of utensils we are trying to minimize water flask water any flask. kind of waste yeah. so if you can bring your own well yeah and camel Astro, packs, Astro valley, camel packs. Astro valley has great free water you just yes. need your water bottle yep and then you won't have to buy water yeah. so <laughs> yeah for sure um I mean, uh, bathing suit uh, bring your bathing suit guys bring, it's it's time to get in the water and enjoy yeah. the valley absolutely um, earplugs uh yeah Suntan lotion. Suntan lotion. The bugs aren't too bad. I've never actually sprayed Sunspray. myself with bug spray. So yeah, no me either. They're really not. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what else? Good, good stakes for your tent. Just in oh case it yes, please stake everything down. Please. <laughs> so, are there, what are some things that are absolutely on the ban list that people should not bring, either because they're ban banned or just because they should probably should just shouldn't have them? Um, um sorry. <laughs> any kind of weapons this is a this is a peaceful place Family you know if, if you if you have you know if you're an open carry or whatever just just don't leave it at home it's it's gonna it's get confiscated it's not yeah. allowed absolutely we're, we're not we're not trying to have that you know fireworks absolutely. let's not yeah, scare anybody there's people with ptsd let's not absolutely. let's not yeah, invoke I any think of that fireworks are one thing that some people think is fun and then other people actually get very be freaked traumatized out yeah, yeah yeah so um so just yeah don't bring those Absolutely. we'll just we have the fire performers and mm-hmm. the pyrotechnics and they're not as loud Let as fireworks and they're yeah it's still gonna be pretty yeah. it's just not gonna bang yeah and yeah. um, glass bottles just aren't a good idea Absolutely. when you're camping you i know, mean we're gonna let tea. you bring in your liquor just Please put it into put in a plastic, plastic. yeah something yeah yeah 
Okay, hell yeah. So I've been told there's a volunteering program for reconnection. Mm-hmm. How does that kind of work? Is it too late for people to be involved this year in the future? How how do people get involved and what would that entail? Um, I am pretty full for the we we are pretty full for the year. Um, but <clears throat> volunteering work trade, yeah, it's it's come and you know get to experience what it it means to put on a festival however you know whatever area you're in however you can do your part and then you know you get to experience things that people don't necessarily get to see you get to see some things that happen backstage maybe you get you know some perks here and there um it's it's a lot of fun being able to see that aspect and you know just say i was a part of that absolutely you know that's yeah, one thing that I hear over and over again is people that signed up for the work trade programs, um, just they really enjoy seeing it all come together and being mm-hmm. a part of that. And mm-hmm. um, it's there, there's a lot that goes into producing a festival. And so people who are just attending don't get to see a lot of it. And so people who are helping out, they get to see some of the things that go into it. and they seem to always be amazed and grateful that they got to do their part. Absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. um, it takes a village. I don't think we need any more. I'm, I'm pretty full, uh, you know, to be honest. We, uh, volunteers, we, uh, the applications closed. Uh, yeah, we put our... Future, so is it just an online our, application? Yeah, mm-hmm. our applications yeah. for performers, musicians, Vendors, live artists, yeah. work trade, all the things. Probably booked out months, months um, in advance. We, well, we published them in the fall. And then by honestly, this the last two years, the beginning of December, we had more people that applied than we could possibly fit in um, for some of the things. Uh, And then work trade, we had open for a little bit longer. Yeah, I usually keep that open for a little bit longer. uh, you know, but you do have you to. Know, there's a deposit. Put your so. name in the hat early on. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Very competitive to be a part of a, such a wonderful experience. Yeah. Okay, so we are running a little close on time. So let's talk a little bit about the pre-connection pre-party coming up on Friday. It's this Friday. Friday May the twenty. 19th. The nineteenth. Yep. Twenty nineteenth. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, we do have one in the, on the twentieth in Springfield, Missouri, but the one in Kansas City is on Friday the nineteenth. Yes, I got that date right. Yep, <laughs> um, and we're really excited about it. Our pre-connection parties are an opportunity for people from the community to come together and meet each other before we all go out to camp in the woods together for a week and <laughs> um, experience some of the music and the art that's going to happen there. Yep, and so here in Kansas City. We have low temp and recycled funk. Where where it is low temp's even in the office and might give hey. us a little shout out. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Thanks, and, Dylan. <laughs> um, Lady Severe, Nofslinger, and Trash Angel are all playing along yep. with some aerial, aerial and performing artists, and uh, some live artists and some vendors from yep. our community. Um, a really great way to come out and just you know meet people and absolutely. get to know the community absolutely is- and it's boulevard nights i absolutely love that venue they're pretty new i believe for at least people are just now starting to do event- events there and it is always a 
kick-ass time always great fantastic production value there's room to breathe the bathrooms are fantastic yeah they are they're like the best bathrooms <laughs> um, in kansas city and absolutely I still yeah haven't visited the bathrooms the and the owners <laughs> like obsessed with production he's put in so many lights and video walls and he's just created a really amazing space there. absolutely <laughs> i am absolutely looking forward to the pre-connection pre-party and i cannot wait I think it's going to be just a small, small glimpse of what reconnection is going to bring. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that about brings me to time. Do you guys have anybody you possibly want to give shouts out to? Anything I haven't thought about you might want to bring up? Any other pre-parties um, coming up in between now and reconnection? I just, you know, if we're going to give a shout out, I just want to thank our crew for all the hard work that they're putting in right Absolutely. now. Because it's... It takes a lot and it takes a lot of us, <laughs> but it, it takes a lot of dedication and, and willingness and desire and, uh, and drive. And we've got an amazing team that really invests their time and, um, lose sleep, <laughs> <laughs> but also, you know, want to do it and, and really care about it. Really they, care. Yeah. They put and, in the attention to detail that it takes to you know, create a really transformational and inspirational event. And Absolutely. and they have the ability to look at us and go, okay, how can I help? <laughs> it's time. Let <laughs> me take some stressing. stuff. Let me take some stuff off your plate. And I just really appreciate them so much. We appreciate them so much. So if we're going to do a shout out, shout out to the team because they're yeah. killing it. They're killing it this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, I'd like to thank you guys for coming on. And it's been an absolutely awesome experience having you. And uh, I very look forward to seeing everybody again, seeing everything on Friday the 19th. On Friday, And then uh, once again in Nashville Valley and Reconnection. Thank you, Kansas City, for listening. You guys have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Thank you.